So being completely honest with y'all, uh, I think I've missed a week or two, uh, if I remember right. Um, but the past month or so has kind of been tough for me mentally and spiritually, really. Uh, it's been hard for me to really even spend the proper time each day reading the Bible and being in prayer and being into Word. I mean, I have my morning routine where I read the Bible for, you know, 10, 15 minutes before I go to work. But used to, as, you know, I've talked about numerous times in this podcast and even had episodes encourage y'all to do more, I used to read far more than I do, uh, read at night, all that kind of stuff, spend at least an hour a day minimum, uh, but the past month or so has just been really tough for me, it's been just, you know, really tough, mentally and spiritually, if you want to pray for me, I would love that, but this week, uh, the Lord finally pushed me to open my Bible again, at, uh, for more than just the standard, uh, you know, reading it in the morning kind of thing. And the book that I got pushed to read and open was Ecclesiastes. Because if you know anything about that book, the book is the one where the author says numerous times uh, that everything is vanity or meaningless, depending on what your translation is. But it's the one where it's kind of a... I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's kind of just like a, a downer almost. Like, oh, the sun rises and then it sets every day. The good get good, the bad get bad, the bad get good, the good get bad. Everything is meaningless. It's that kind of uh, just dreary uh, mindset. And that's kind of the mindset I've been in lately. So that's the one book I wanted to read. I think God gave us that biblical or that book in the Bible to read and to uh, have a close association with because he knows that we'll go through times like that where we need to hear that, you know, we're not the only ones who think that, who ask questions like what is the meaning of life those kind of things and that book I love it I love Ecclesiastes and it, it has helped me a lot this week kind of get back into my uh, motion of uh, doing the proper things and spending time with the Lord properly because I think I just needed to be reminded that you know even the biblical authors struggled and that they didn't just always have good great things to say sometimes they did just have these open honest things and that's why I love that book if you haven't read Ecclesiastes and read your whole Bible but go and read it, you know, you might be able to connect with it in certain ways. But while I was reading it, there was one verse that, uh, which is what I want to talk about for a quick minute in this episode that I came across, and it's chapter 7, verse 10. And this verse uh, just stuck out to me, The what, he, what it said, and I'm going to read it real quick. It says, Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. And this verse just got me thinking a lot about how us humans get obsessed with the quote-unquote good old days. When if we really think about it, and I think that's kind of what this verse is saying, if we really think about it, there never was a good old day. Like the last good old day was when Adam and Eve were in the garden before they ate the forbidden fruit. Like that was the last good old day. Uh, since then, the world's been in chaos. The universe has been crying out in uh, agony over sin entering creation. So there really isn't such thing as a good old day if you think about it. And I think that's what this verse is really just pushing at because it says you ask the question, why were the former days better than these? But it, it says, for it is not from wisdom you ask this though. So wisdom would tell you that this question should not even be asked. Why were the former days better than these? Because they aren't. And I don't want to really get political, but like just to kind of show how much humans are obsessed with this idea of the good old days. I mean, here in America where I live, and most of you guys listening live, we literally had a president win with the slogan, Make America Great Again, because people were that desperate to go back to how things were 
and they saw things as great back in the this I don't I don't know when I, I'm young I guess I don't know anything prior to the 90s but the the whole idea was things are not great now but they were great we want to go back to that which if we're being real like, like again like at best a time in history has been great for some and not others and even for the ones who it was probably great for it probably wasn't really that great because sin still existed because man's heart is evil but this verse really just says that to look back and say the past was better that that idea does not come from wisdom because it's saying that if you're asking that question that's not wisdom saying that and that's a big claim because the inverse of that is to say that to ask that question is asking that question out of ignorance because if it's not from wisdom it's from ignorance. And why is that? Why, like, why is asking that question like, oh, things used to be good. Why, why can't they be like this? Why is that ignorant? Well, I want to think about the big tri- picture of this because my best way to explain this from the mindset I'm looking at this is, is to look at Paul's letters. You know, the majority of the New Testament, Paul's letters to all the different churches, especially the book of Corinthians, like both of them, both of the first and second Corinthian books. Because I think too often what we do is we read these letters that Paul wrote and we read them almost with a prophetic mindset, you know, kind of like when you're reading the actual book of the prophets where these, uh, you know, Isaiah and all them were saying these things like, you know, Isaiah especially was talking about Jesus who wouldn't come until hundreds of years after him. And I feel like we look at Paul's letters like that too much. Like we see Paul in uh, the Corinthian books when he's uh, writing to the church of Corinth, we see him saying like flee sexual immorality, you know, uh, flee idolatry, all these things. We, in our mindsets, and it's easy to do, we think, oh, he's talking about the modern times that I'm living in because I see that all around me. So that must be what he's talking about. And to a point, yeah, he is talking about that because that's human nature. And that's, there is a little bit of, I guess you could say propheticism to it, but you have to remember too, that Paul is literally writing these books to these churches. Like, it applies to us, but these specific sins and behaviors and actions and stuff, he was writing to these churches because these churches were doing these things. When Paul wrote and said, flee from sexual immorality and idolatry, and he said it to the church of Corinth. He wasn't just saying that for us here in the future. He was saying that for the church in Corinth back in whatever, you know, the first hundred years of the century, whenever the time was, I don't know. But like, back then like that's who he was talking to because that's what they were doing again it does apply to us now but he was talking to them and so i think wisdom the wisdom that we should have when we would ask a question like why are the things used to be better and they're not now because that's a wrong question so wisdom would be to see that since the fall all man has evil and sin in their heart and man has done evil ever since the fall like Things are bad since that day. Like, there was no good old day. The good old last good old day, like I said earlier, was in the garden before the fruit was eaten. Since then, man has had evil and sin in their heart and has done evil and terrible things. I mean, you do see in the Bible where it says man in uh, the times before the end will invent new ways of evil. Yeah, I think that's totally true, and I think we do see a lot of that today. But I think that evil is still in man's heart even a thousand years ago like we here in our modern times we have all this technology and stuff we have more ways to be creative with our evil but if you were to take the same technology back to some dude a thousand years ago with a time machine 
he could do the exact same evil. It's not like we've become more evil. I think we just literally have new created ways to express our evils. But wisdom would say that man is, you know, in the idea of thinking like, oh, the good old days. Back when I was a kid, it was so much better. Well, it's like man was just as evil 10 years ago as he is today. Man was just as evil 100 years ago as he is today. Man was just as evil and sinful a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, five thousand years ago as he is today. And that right there is why we shouldn't long for the past. Because first off, the past is done. You can't go back in time. The past is done. So don't sit there and long for the past because you're chasing something that's long gone. But two, it really is a case of the grass is greener, like kind of thing. You you think the past was good, but was it really? If you were to sit there and be honest with yourself, you'd be like, man, it really wasn't that good. And it, even if it was good for maybe me, at wh- whose expense? Like, there's you know billions of people in the world. It may have been good for you, but it could have been terrible during that time when you thought it was good for seven billion people. And it's like, well, because of man's evil, sinful heart, that's probably the the actual truth to it is that most people it was not good. And again, man has just fallen short of God since that day in the garden. And we're going to continue to fall short until the day that Jesus returns. So we don't need to long for the past because it's not wise to say that the past was better because the past still had man and man still sins. But let's have wisdom and let's not hope for things to be like they used to. But instead, let's live our lives each day to glorify God. And each day, let's try to glorify God a little more than we did the the prior day. And then the next day, let's try to glorify God more than we did the prior day. And so on, until our whole lives are just nonstop glorifying God. And again, let's not have hope for the past, because that is not wisdom to seek the past. Let's have hope for the future. And the future includes Jesus' return. The day that Jesus returns is in the future. He's not returning in the past. Like he's going to be returning and coming down again in the future. And to understand that, to understand the future hope of Jesus is where our hope should be, not the past hope for quote unquote good old days. Like we need to have true wisdom and see that true wisdom is the hope for the future day of Jesus and his return and his when he brings God's kingdom and everything is finally put back into order the way God intended it for it to be. So put your hope in Jesus and not in the past. But that's just my take, and I'm not a pastor.